0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. If Nick Chubb was coming off another 1,500-yard season, i actually think I'd be more scared because then he's going to be looking for that next contract. The Browns are going to be looking at that $4 million guaranteed—sorry, the, the guaranteed money this year just in general— and trying to spread that out and restructuring, and that could get really contentious. But because Nick is coming off an injury, I actually think it gives you a much better chance of retaining him. And it really comes down to, does Nick Chubb's agent this week, does he get people saying, oh, they're only going to give you $4 million guaranteed with incentives, we'll give you six. and whether that matters to Nick Chubb. And what's cool is, and this is actually, to me, one of the real the real healthy points with the Browns and our, uh, us, the fans, the media with Nick Chubb is that dude gets a benefit of doubt that I don't know anybody else in, in, in the organization gets. And we, we, listen, we've been left a lot. All right. <laughs> like we, we have been abandoned. All right. LeBron twice, Albert bell, Manny, Re- I'm not going to go through all the damn names. I'm not doing it to you today, we got massive agita about Donovan Mitchell. So we are, a, we are a group of people who are a little suspicious when it comes to trusting athletes to stay here and be our boo forever, okay? But like with Chubb, I think the way he goes about it makes us feel so much better that like if he does drive a hard line and let's say he and the Browns couldn't meet and, and let's say the Browns decide to move on from him, all right, again, not the most likely thing. I I said about a five percent chance in in my own head, in my imprecise Ivy League Bowling Green brain. But if you do, I think I think Nick. I think this would be the rare time where I think it would look a lot worse in the organization because they're in a, a pretty healthy cap situation, and they would look like they're pinching penny, but uh, pinching, p- pinching pennies. That was that's a drop. Um, but pinching pennies. Whereas Nick, I think there'd be a lot of empathy for running backs because let me just tell you this: the war on running backs in the NFL has never been more reductive and stupid. And I can I can point to a few running backs not getting tagged. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I'm not I'm not really hot on Josh Jacobs not being tagged, but like that's a guy who I think has been so underused for most of his – uh, sorry, misutilized. I don't even know if that's – poorly utilized. That's Words are my friend. But poorly utilized, that that's a guy who, if he goes in that second contract to the right spot, I think Josh Jacobs could be one of those rare running backs in a second contract that you can build your team around and that you can have a significant amount of success. Probably going to need to be in the NFC because the AFC is just so stocked with potential franchise quarterbacks. But again, Josh Jacobs probably should have been franchise tagged. Fifteen years ago, Josh Jacobs was franchise tagged. The most ridiculous one to me is is Saquon Barkley. Like Saquon Barkley, and I get the 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 discourse between Saquon and the Giants has not been good. Last year, it was a huge uh, talking point, and he was a big part of the. Uh, conversation where apparently he and Nick Chubb and some of the other running backs got a big conference call to talk about what they could do. The problem is they just signed the CBA, so good luck with that. But like, I don't know how the Giants, because to me, like, I'm cool with theories, I'm cool with generalizations. Yeah, you know, the uh, league average replacement running back versus the 13th best running back in the NFL, that's probably not that huge of a discrepancy, right? Saquon Barkley is legitimately one of the eight most talented running backs in the NFL. And Nick Chubb is one of the eight most talented running backs and dominant running backs in the NFL. I don't know how you let running backs go like that and hit the open market. And again, I don't, that's all I'm saying is happening with Chubb, but the fact that Saquon Barkley is potentially going to hit free agency here in mid-March, and everybody's oh, well, the Giants intend to re-sign him. I intend to do a lot of things I don't end up doing. Teams all the time. I mean, what was the Mary Kay report yesterday? Listen, we'd love to have Joe Flacco back and Zadarius Smith back, but they're going to go explore their potential there in in March, but you know, we're going to leave the door open. So the Browns hypothetically intend to welcome those guys back at their price. But the Saquon Barkley thing, I can't fathom a league where an elite running back, the most dangerous weapon We've saw what, I mean, look at what San Francisco did with a healthy McCaffrey this year. The guy was 160 total yard type performance in the Super Bowl. The guy was the reason why San Francisco was able to steal time of possession and play keep away from Pat Mahomes for the first half of that game. And not going back to that guy is probably why Kyle Shanahan lost his second Super Bowl to Pat Mahomes in about four years. So the reason I'm bringing up Saquon is I want to tie this together with what we were talking about in that first segment. If I think if you told most Browns fans, hey, we just can't reach agreement with Nick. We're not sure how healthy he's going to be next year. His agent feels like he's going to have a better market than what we had in mind for him. I would look at that and I would go, okay, I don't love that because I don't love going from Nick Chubb to Jerome Ford. I don't love going from Nick Chubb to Pierre Strong. I like both those backs. I, I, Nick Chubb's the move-the-needle kind of guy. Now, if you said, all right, we're going to go from Nick Chubb to Saquon Barkley, and the reason why I bring that up is one of my best friends is was just kind of sent out like, hey, should the Browns go after Saquon Barkley? And in my head, I was like, well, he probably fits the offense going forward with Deshaun more than Nick Chubb does, but then I went through all the reasons why it's not going to happen. And so it's it's the Browns are in this precarious situation where I don't know anything could soften the blow of letting Nick Chubb go for nothing, right? Meaning you're going to go from Nick Chubb to Jerome Ford. I don't even know going from Nick Chubb to Saquon Barkley would completely eliminate the blow. But I think they have to be cognizant. It's not just in a vacuum, what kind of PR damage are we going to take for moving on for Nick Chubb? And the other thing, because I, I think Daryl's pointed this out, other people. Well, the Browns aren't afraid of PR blowback. Yeah, there's a difference in adding a player like Deshaun with all the accusations, all the stuff that was that he was going through when they traded for him, hoping that his play on the field would would go ahead and basically make people forget about the bad stuff. There's a difference between that. And letting a beloved symbol, well, the guy who I think, per, like I think, I think Nick Chubb took over for Joe. I think Joe was the symbol of Cleveland football at every moment. Right? He was the he was the he was the um, weather vane. You just look up for Joe. Where's Joe? All right, he's pointing in that direction. I'm with Joe. And the Browns, I I'm, now that now this is a generic thing, and the Browns took advantage of that. There were a lot of years, and I'm not talking about the Haslam Browns. There were a lot of years where people, where they just fell back. Well, we're going to throw Joe out there. He's going to talk about this idiot head coach we just hired, and that's going to buy us time. And I think Nick Chubb has taken over for Joe. I think Joe perfectly encapsulated everything Browns fans in this blue-collar town wanted the Browns to be, and I think that's now Nick. So I thought it was. Call from mom. Answer it interesting you know we played Andrew Barry in that first segment talking about Nick Chubb's talk you know the the talks the contract talks with that the the rehab conversation I thought it was really interesting to hear Andrew Barry talk about the run game without Nick Chubb after the uh after Nick Chubb got hurt last year You know, we were pleased with how the run game turned out throughout the year. Obviously, Nick's, you know, one in a million, and maybe he's one in a billion, actually. And so we're not going to get the, you know, consistent explosive runs that you get with the best back in football. But we also do firmly believe that the run game is predominantly predicated on the strength of the offensive line and then, you know the actual scheme obviously when you have a difference maker like nick and someone who can create at the level that he can he can truly elevate you know that area of the game you know but we did have to learn to run without him and you know we were able to do it you know effectively enough but obviously nick is a difference maker i mean between jerome ford and kareem hunt they did have roughly 1600 yards total uh, of their backs and 18 touchdowns and so i can see how really smart analytics people would go That's Nick Chubb production. You got 18 touchdowns. You got 1,600 yards. Here's the problem. Um, They weren't consistent, and it wasn't even. And at least when it came to Jerome, Jerome really good at making big plays out of nothing. But from run to run, he was not consistently generating the kind of yardage you need to do to turn first and 10 to third and short. And no matter who your quarterback is, the more 1st and 10s you turn into 3rd and short or 1st and 10s you turn into another 1st and 10, the more you do that, the better chance your quarterback has to be consistent and and sustain drives. So I don't care that Nick Chubb's production looks the same as Jerome Ford or Kareem Hunt's. Because in reality, just on surface level alone, and I know they do a bunch of deep dives and there's, you know, uh, you know, yards that uh, result in negative or no yardage. I know that there's a lot of stats to kind of back this up. The reality is Nick Chubb is more valuable to me because Nick Chubb behind a bad offensive line can create yardage and get your first downs. When Nick Chubb has had multiple tackles that have been booty cheeks, Nick Chubb has ran for 1,500 yards. Before the Browns fixed the offensive line in 2018 and 2019, before 2020, when they actually were like, hey, should we get some tackles up in here? Uh, Nick Chubb was still dominating. And I think if you look at that fluctuating ability last year, all the really smart people go, well, that's because your tackles just weren't healthy. Or it could also be that you're the one of the best runners in the game has been making up for a good offensive line, but maybe not a great offensive line. It could also be you were missing one of the most dominant running backs in the NFL. And so I think that brings us all the way back to, if you move on from Nick Chubb, I think the Browns have earned the right to make a move to show you that there's logic there. But if all this is is the difference between four million guaranteed and eight million guaranteed, get out of your damn way. I know, I know, we're supposed to be oh objective. Hey, one player is not more important than the other. It's positional value. I that's the stuff that you tell your nerd buddies around. The, uh, the the Excel sheet, instead of a water cooler, all these analytics dudes have a, an Excel. Uh, and I'm not anti-analytics. It sounds like I am. My point is, we've gotten to a point where, where I just disagree with Andrew. Andrew's, uh, and again, brilliant football guy. To a degree, I do think that the offensive line, when your offensive line is Jerome Ford, or when your running backs are Jerome Ford and Pierre Strong Jr., I think that the offensive line matters more than the running back. But when you can have a Nick Chubb, a Saquon Barkley, I'm a little leery about putting Josh Jacobs there, but I'll put Josh Jacobs there. When you can have a guy whose success isn't predicated on the offensive line, that's worth more than the franchise tag. That's worth more than, well, but he's got an injury. Well, but he's going to be 29. Well, but he's this, that, and the other. He might not be there for 16 games. Might not be there for 17 games. I get you. And I'm sure there are 17 people right now with their calculators out, with their spreadsheets, and they are uh, just fuming mad because I don't have the proper outlook on running back. It's okay. You can be wrong, even if the math looks right.